All right, I think, uh, I think I'll call us to order. I've yeah. got uh, 6.35. And to start, let's go to number two, our consideration of meeting minutes from the November meeting. Do we have any issues or concerns? Can somebody read those out loud just in full form? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and translate them into Latin. Yes, please. Uh, I, I didn't see anything in my, my long they read look of fine it. to me. I can, I'd motion to approve. Second. Second. I think we have uh, Kyle and then Marianne. Um, all in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. <coughs> Number three, public comment of items not on the agenda. Do we have any public comments on non-agenda items? All right. Number four, officer nominations. As I'm sure all of you know, we have a vacancy in the vice chair role. Uh, our vice chair, Megan Alter, is now on the city council and resigned from this commission. Too good for us. <laughs> yeah, it is. Promoted. Promoted. <laughs> um, this will be to fill out Megan's term. So this, this would be the uh, nomination to run through the uh, uh, June. Um, June meeting, and uh, everyone on the commission is eligible except for me. Do we have any nominations? I'd like to nominate Caleb. A second. Do we have uh, any other nominations? Caleb, would you like to accept the nomination? Yes. Hmm. Right. Um, all in favor of Caleb, as our um, vice chair to fill out Megan's term through June, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. We have a vice chair. Congratulations, Caleb. Congratulations. And um, whenever we schedule our next meeting, you'll, you'll of course, be included on that. Uh, we, we typically meet, what, every th two or three months or so? Uh, number five, our discussion of legacy status applications. Uh, so we received a number of applications for legacy status, um, for legacy agency status in the aid to agencies process. Um, this is obviously a new new thing for us. You know, we we've not uh, we've not had a process to add legacy agencies. So we had a discussion at our last meeting as to what that might look like, uh, you know, what the process would look like, how should we should go about uh, evaluating the applications, and we received uh, five. Um, I mean, since this is the first time we've done this, we, we have a bit of a, um, I mean, we get to set the process for how the discussion goes. Heading in, my, my thought is that we should probably discuss the applications one at a time, that uh, that would be the fairest process for, for evaluating each one. And uh, based on our notes from the last meeting, I did sketch out a few um, criteria that, that we were looking for in, in applicants. And so I'm, I was going to go through those, say a word or two about them, and then uh, if I miss anything, please, please let me know. Can I, Matt, can I real quick? Yeah. I, I just want to, I just do want to point out, I, I called Brianna earlier today because 
as part of my prep work, I was reading through the, that five-year comprehensive plan, the steps 2025. And the only thing that, and I may have just missed it, we may have discussed it, I didn't see in the minutes that we actually discussed the wording. In that plan, it does very specifically say on page 150 that no new applicants would be considered until the next five-year plan. kind of weird that I mean I felt like I missed that that there is actually in the plan the wording that it wouldn't that new agencies would not be included or considered until the next comprehensive plan and that's why it would require an, uh, an amendment a, a change right right, right right is it uh, does it specify whether we allow them to become an, an an agency without funding or is that for funding it just said no new agency or new, no new funding. No, I can't pull it up, but it's it's at the it's it's on page 150 under the list of current agencies, and it specifically says that I'd have to read the wording, but I mean it's very clear that it says the that consideration of being a legacy agency and applications would not be considered until the next comprehensive plan, which would put it in that whatever the 2025. So I, I just I guess. I didn't feel like that was clear. I thought that it was more fluid or, or more vague when we talked about it at the November meeting, that there was this concept that, well, anybody could apply anytime. And it feels like people can apply anytime. There's not a clarification that they can't. It's just that, that we can't consider actually adding them until the five-year comprehensive plan is done again. Unless, like Marianne said, we're just gonna make that as part of the amendment now. And that's a decision we can make. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that that was something that kind of hit me because I didn't feel like we had actually talked about the, the wording in, in the you, current uh, comprehensive plan do, do last you have time. The, do you have the wording? I mean, my understanding I do. was that Let me see if I can the, find it real quick. the plan was done every certain number of years and the agencies were listed in the, the plan. I didn't know it went further than that. And You don't have that, Bree, do you? I don't. Uh, stop. Is there an easy way to find that on the website? City Steps? Yeah, I can probably pull it up. <laughs> we, we already knew that we were going to have to make a significant change and go to council, I'm assuming, right? We've closed the change. Is that just a, an extension? I mean, well, we knew we'd have to change the, the plan since the, the uh, agencies are listed there. Yeah. Would it be helpful for staff to go over the required and required uh, steps to allow this and then also sort of a timeline? Kyle. Sorry. I'm, Would that be helpful? Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I, 
I just wanted to mention it because I, I just wonder if, if we're going to consider whether that, for those agencies that were part of that comprehensive plan at the time that were under the impression they would have five years of being able to set their budgets, mm. you know, is, is that an issue of, of what we're considering now where I guess the rules were put out there. We're not going to consider new legacy agencies for five years. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to find it, and maybe I'm maybe I'm reading the verbiage completely yeah, I, wrong. I, I, I just wasn't can't. aware that that was listed as a rule. I guess when I looked at it earlier, I'm I'm positive I was like, oh, it's right there. I found it. Now I can't find it. I can't find the actual steps plan on the city of Iowa City. Is it a comprehensive plan? That's the consolidated plan. Is that the one? City steps. That's not the one. Then. Um, if I'm at city government and I wanted to find the steps plan. ICGov.org slash action plan. Slash action plan. Yeah, so I mean, at least what this is, is a list of the agencies and uh, a note that they're the only ones that would be allowed to apply for legacy agency funding, of course, which is just what a legacy agency is. Um, Two-year cycles. Stable funding. I mean, there's nothing here about. Um, here is city steps 2025. It says that they will be reevaluated with each consolidated plan. It doesn't say that they won't be reevaluated when there is not a consolidated plan. Okay. I. I mean, the way I read that was it was not going to be. Yeah, this is, uh, that's, you're looking at one, page 150, that same page? Yeah, 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 it's the last sentence on the page. Yeah. Basically, it says that, um, that, that there'll be a consolidated plan in such a time increment, and that um, the agencies will be reevaluated at that time. So this, this process would be... Um, I guess, this, the, how I, it says applications will be for a two-year cycle, and funding amounts will be based, and then it says the priorities and agencies allowed to apply will be reevaluated with each new consolidated plan right. to address changing priorities or gaps of service. Right. So to me, the agencies allowed to apply will be reevaluated with each new consolidated plan implies that, uh, I mean, allowing agencies to apply would only be done every five years. It doesn't say, well, I mean, it I mean says that, that's that, just the way I read it. And that's why I was. It says that they will be reevaluated every five years. What we're saying is that. I think for me, it was the agencies allowed to apply hmm. was the, the part oh, that I got see. me is that we're only we're only reevaluating which agencies are allowed to apply every five years. And we haven't gotten to that five year. We haven't reached that five year mark where we would be in a position to. To reevaluate which agencies are allowed to apply. That, that was the part that got me. So, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm okay with us making that change if we want to make that change. I just, we, we talked a lot about fairness to existing aid legacy agencies last time. I just thought it was important for us to have that in our minds. But. Mm -hmm. Well, Kyle, I, I think there's a, a lot of discussion that we've got to have about I mean, if you look at the hypothetical scenario for legacy agency funding for adding new agencies, if we even add one tonight, it's going to de decrease increases to the existing agencies. And there are some proposed changes I want to look at. So I'm hoping that we can 
dig into this whole process and and maybe not tonight <laughs> i'm not going to be here till midnight but but we can establish the time that we need in whatever way to dig into this process to come up with the process because i i think that um it it's still as last month or two months ago we were talking about how do we add existing agencies we have to establish a process and um one where um I guess I'd like to see us funding um, uh, agencies that solve certain kinds of problems in our community, not necessarily um, just you know the same agencies year after year after year. It doesn't mean that I don't want continued funding, but I think that there are some huge problems in our community that's where where in which we should be directing our funding. So I'm just hoping we can open it up and have a good discussion about how. You know we can we can propose some changes and if that has to go to city council that's that's fine so yeah and i mean i think for the most part we we did lay out a pretty good process at the last meeting so i wanted to summarize that at the start and um see if there's anything anyone wanted to to add to that this is mostly based on our notes that we had from the previous meeting so one of the things i pulled from that is that um we wanted to see a pipeline for agency funding the one, one part of it is that an agency starts with emerging funds, uh, applies for that at least once, and then becomes a legacy agency later. Um, another one is that we discussed that uh, an agency should exist for some number of years before getting to legacy status. We had a bit of disagreement or, or different ideas on how many years that would be. I, I, a few people said something in the four or five year range. I think a few people had more like the seven to 10 year range in mind. Um, a third one is we, we asked for a number of financial documents and other um, disclosure um, statements. So a review of those. And a fourth one that I pulled out of there, broadly speaking, would be fit. Um, fit with the legacy agency program. So. Uh, the meeting of the city's public service priorities, um, adding something novel to the legacy agency list, so doing something that is not merely duplicating, you know, other services, um, and the idea that the legacy agency uh, status would be the the best avenue for funding. So you know, we have a variety of other funding sources that we that we look at as a commission so one question is is legacy agency status the best way to, to fund this agency or should they apply for other types of funds um, and then uh, you know another thing would just be uh, what you raised becky um, we, we have to look at the larger landscape of the legacy agencies and how does it impact um, the other ones and that's what the, that scenario map was about I mean, those were those were the main things I pulled out of our, our notes from last time. But uh, I mean, was there anything else that I missed or that we wanted to add or? Well, uh, Marianne, I'm going to look at you. One of the issues that you raised last time was should um, <coughs> you know, why do the names of the agency have to be listed in the city steps? I, I guess I'd, I'd rather look at certain kinds of issues that need to be. Um, Funding from the city to me should should solve some sort of problem, whether it's housing or it's food insecurity, or we should be providing health or uh, medical services, or we should pro be providing services for youth. 
Um, and then I think it gets easier for us to take a look at the agencies and how their programs fit what we want to see happen in the community. So ultimately, you know, I know it's not going to happen tomorrow or even by next month, but I'd like to get to a process where we're moving towards, you know, really saying this is the, these are the issues that we want to um, really tackle with our agency legacy money. If that makes sense. <laughs> okay. I think we should just dig into the applications. Uh, one, go through them one by one. So, are we going to be allowed to ask the agencies questions? Yeah, we should. We should talk a little bit about that. I believe we invited agencies uh, or agency representatives here, but we did not invite anyone to give a presentation or to sit a Q and A or right. anything like that. It, it, if we have some sort of pressing question and it would be highly relevant to anyone's vote, I wouldn't object to asking it, but I don't th know that we should routinely just invite re representatives up for a statement or anything like that. I don't think that's needed. Um, but if any of you find yourself, you've got some lack of clarity that, that you want to solve and it's really going to um, determine your vote, then we're not banned from doing that, are we? No, I think Q&A is fine. I think I should shut it off. Is it a, is it a particular mic that's causing that, that sound? or? I'm honestly not sure. Because the projector, I think, might be causing feedback, too. I think it killed all of them. I don't know. It worked too well to be something other than killing the mics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my, my list that I saw here has some justice in the first application. But, uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? You're going to have to speak up for not going to use mics. All right. So, uh, so we've got Center for Worker Justice is the first application. Uh, before uh, questions, do you have any grading system to grade these applications? We don't have this preset rubric. It's the, it's the first time we've done this sort of evaluation. And I, I think Becky was raising the, the point that you may want to sketch something out in the, in the future, something more detailed. But we don't have anything yeah, else. Yeah, since two point uh, grading system and how many uh, applications that you should accept every cycle? I think that's a name of job studio. Now we have five applications, but we don't know how many applications we should accept as legacy organization. Except all of them, except one, except one, and this one, all of them. 
Uh, well, there's a, in terms of what impact could be had by accepting different numbers of applicants, there is a note in our packet where that's sketched out, how that would, one scenario about how that might impact the other agencies. My hope is that um, if we decide to accept, you know, two or three of these agencies, as Lacey, agencies that will go to city council and request uh, a bigger pot of money. That's what I'm hoping that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's an option that we we discussed, and it seems like it would be a good idea. There's nothing that says that we can't create a proposal process, right? I mean, or a process where we're from, we're recommending a budget amount to the city for funding, and it can either be approved or not approved. But we could recommend an increase to the package, correct? Yep. Okay. And we could also recommend, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that we don't want any of the current legacy agencies to get any kind of profit. Yep. Right. And then it would really be up to the council. There wasn't a single criteria that I laid out there there that essential commercial justice didn't part uh, of the path. In my, in my, that, that, that was, that's my comment on that application. Can you speak to the mic, please? Okay. Unfortunately, there's there's. You're not working, so just the press about this. I'll give it my best shot. So. So as far as the Center for Worker Justice application is concerned, I, I sketched out a few things that, that I took from the last meeting notes, and by all those criteria I laid out, it absolutely scores an A-plus on I, mean, I, I can't find a single criteria that I was looking for in these applications. This application wasn't top one. Well, I have I have a couple of questions. Um, Mazdeer, would you be the person that's going to answer? Yeah, we got it. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I I think this is a unique um, agency providing a unique service. Um, one of the things I do know, though, is that in the past couple of years, Central Worker Justice has had some financial difficulties, and. Um, I'm wondering if you have, if the organization has a strategic plan and you're operating from a strategic plan, which kind of helps you, I don't know why those financial difficulties have happened, if you're, you're taking on too much, or if you could give me some idea of how those financial difficulties have, have occurred in the organization and what you're doing to, um, I guess, um, make an impact so that your financial uh, health of the organization looks a little bit more stable? I can't start with that, I can also say, uh, I think, I don't know what you mean, like we had that financial difficulty. We lost one of our biggest funder, which is the CCHE, the uh, Cafe, what's that? Classic Cafe for Human Development. Okay. So, uh, you know, they was giving us, they've been funding us from day one. And, but their plan can go only for six years. 
and you have to have a waiting period of two years so you can come back again. And what happened is even they give it to us for seven years instead of six years. But after that, they stop it. And we have to wait. And now we wait. Next year, we're starting coming back. During this time, we start looking for another funder to fund our work, and we did. So I, I can say we did not really struggle. We lost our gala, too, like due to COVID-19. Every year, our gala may be uh, bring us like net of over $7,000, like every year. And we lost that because we don't do it. We don't do gathering since uh, like 2020. Last year, like two years now, we don't have that fund. But we did, we started really looking for another funder to fund us with that time. I don't think we, yeah, we struggled, but we did not like really, uh, you know, reduce our work. We have moved in, during 2020, we started doing something outside our mission due to the crisis of COVID-19. Right. I, I think that's a, actually an excellent response for me, anyway, because I, I do think loss of funding uh, can precipitate a crisis. And the reason, for you to understand, the reason why I'm asking is, I want to make sure that we're investing the city's money wisely and that the agency, when funded through this process, you know, does not have, you know, situations that create a crisis and um, possible closure of an agency, something like that. Um, let's see. So, uh, in terms of services, if, if you can think ahead, if you were allowed to be, uh, if you were, um, if we approved your, your application, the Alexi agency, um, what, how would you classify under city steps the work that you do? I think we are really doing a unique service that another organization in the area is not provided by any means. I mean our main mission. Even though like 2020, all the organizations that are doing like financial aid and assistance and we're doing that also, but that is not our mission. Our mission was not a charity organization at all. Our mission to involve low-wage workers to organize our issue in the community that pays them and make them like really solve those problems. And that's what we've been doing. And I, I, I think just like when we're creating uh, the community, the first community ID in the coming, that's made our community safer because you can identify everyone who lives here. And you know, this means everybody has something to identify themselves. They are not really scared to go and report on crime. So, because before, if you don't have, you cannot identify yourself, you cannot go and report a crime. And this is helping improve the safety in the community. And also, like helping people, uh, raising the minimum wage in the family to tend them, even though the, county, the, the registration took it out. But this is also improving the economy in the area. Like also we do um, waste of places. We recover over today, as of today, we recover over $180,000 for the people that otherwise would be lost. This is improving the economy. I mean, economic development, I feel like the economic development. So, you know, all these kind of services, no other organization is doing it. You know, the, the state, 
uh, English classes for uh, for women. Uh, we gonna continue our uh, tutoring for immigrants, kids. We're gonna start it even if it's gonna be Zoom due to the pandemic. We will continue because we stopped it last year. We had we, we did not have it last year due to the pandemic. And uh, do you remember what was because I don't remember all of them. But if you want me to provide with our strategy planning, we can. But every year the board, uh, you know, approve their strategy planning. For yeah. And we, we also try to develop a strategic plan based upon member meetings and what the members of the senior engineer uh, inform us about what they want, what services they would like us to provide, or what things they would like us to provide. Yeah, because we are member-based services, we have monthly meeting, and each time they come up with like unique issue that we we have to come in. If we have the capacity for it in the same time, and this is urgent, we go for it. Otherwise, we put it on the strategic plan for the next year. So, I mean, essentially, when I I mean when I was looking through these applications, I had my few things that I was that I was looking for that I pulled out of the last meeting. With this one, uh, clearly the pipeline is in place. You know, CWJ had emerging funding, emerging agency funding last year. It was uh, clearly the best application that we saw last year. It's been around about 10 years, so it passed everyone's test for how long it's been around. Uh, I personally had no issues with the, the disclosure documents, so, you know, Becky, you had a um, you had a question about that. Um, and I thought the fit here was fantastic. I mean, the things like the wage theft campaign are clearly new. You know, they clearly add something to the uh, what the legacy agencies are doing. And uh, there's a lot of evidence there working with other groups. And CWJ is also not really appropriate for our other funding areas in a lot of cases. So this would be the way that we would fund CWJ. We wouldn't do it typically through CDPG or home. Or things like that. So that, that was my that was my approach to this. I, I those are my things I was looking for. CWJ did all of those things extremely well. So I saw this as just an obvious yes. I think that was that was kind of the way I looked at. It. And that's why I don't have a question. Um, actually, I'm yes. Also, all. <coughs> I did have questions. <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I think it's a unique organization. I spent a lot of time yesterday and today going through all the applications. Uh, the last application the, the legacy agencies put forth, and I classified the organizations according to the services they provide. And so this is kind of a unique service. It almost reminds me of in the 60s and 70s, um, minority communities had community enablers, which um, really um, uh, worked on um, working with the needs of that minority community, whether it was police brutality or uh, they didn't call it food insecurity, <laughs> you know, 50 years ago, like 45, 40, a long time ago. <laughs> But that's, C, CWJ in some ways has that element of it, it, it's, um, there's a fluidity about it that probably has to remain in order to meet the needs of its members. And as Charlie mentioned that there, it looks like your board, you, you have a member board, so there are a lot of individuals 
who are, are residents of the um, various segments of the community that are members of your boards. And so that's why I think that maybe it might be a little bit more fluid. And interesting organization that a long-range strategic plan might be something that you can get to, but maybe not right now. So, um, so yeah, it's a yes for me, but I had questions. Um, it was a, I thought it was a real positive um, application. Uh, do we have any other any other thoughts or comments? No, this is one of the two applications that I that I also thought qualified under what I had in mind as a legacy agency. They've been in place ten years. As you said, they fill the gaps that, that we generally can't fill through CDBG and home. Um, and that, I think for me it still comes back to, you know, is it is it right to approve them now or is it right to approve them on that five year plan? But yeah, I mean if we were looking at this just as is this a like is this a emerging agency that that deserves to make that step up? I, I do think this is I, I yes yeah that's where I'm at. Yeah, one thing I noticed uh, on the application is just CWJ that doing too much work. Uh, for example, helping immigrants and doing medical clinics and water distribution. How do you manage all these jobs and how do you organize your volunteers? To be honest, I just feel like this is a lot of work that we do for two full-time like uh, you know staff. But we we are in the process of hiring one more staff and uh, we, we apply for uh, funding. If we receive that fund, of course, we're going to hire an additional staff. But we've been doing all this with really help of intern from the University of Iowa. We, every year, we just be sure to post in like the websites like the handshake, uh, you know, asking for volunteer and intern. So every year we have at least, at least three interns from the University of Iowa. Like in fact, to, you know, just yesterday I have one starting and she has to move two hours a week to work and get credit from the University of Oyasu program, one program program, which is that she get work with us for 22 hours a week and get credit for that. So those kind of, uh, you know, volunteer is really helpful for CWJ. Besides, I get the student from Berkeley Community College, uh, referred from Concord Center for High Schooler, uh, community will always they send me like some high schoolers to to have like some uh, you know volunteer time with us and also we get uh, you know yeah city high west high and students from the University of Iowa outside like volunteer we saw like really decrease on volunteer last year maybe people don't like to act in person like before. We are one of the only organizations that remain open during 2020. We did not close a door and no single day. And you know, this is because we know that immigrants like one-to-one like, -one services. Yeah, that's why we remain open, so people can still come and you know, ask for their needs. Uh, that's one of the things we've been doing. It is a lot, but you know, we're really managing our volunteering very, very good and a lot of people from 
Alright, we have any other any other thoughts on this discussion or shall we take a What are we voting on? Uh, I mean are we voting right now on whether to make it a legacy agency? Yeah, we have the applications in front of us and we're voting yes or no on it. But it depended upon whether or not we can get the amendment to the plan, right? They can't automatically be a legacy agency. Yeah, we That's have what I was asking before because it has to you have to have a substantial amendment to the consolidated plan, which is a process, right? Yeah, so if HTDC approves agencies tonight for legacy status, we would start that process probably this spring. We would go through the formal process. And that would go, there's a 30-day public comment period, and then it gets approved by HTDC, and then it, gets, it goes to council for approval. So that's the process, but the vote would be well, on the application. Yeah, but it seems, well, okay. I, I, will, I will make the motion to include Center for Worker Justice in our recommendation to be added as a legacy agency. I don't want to be the proceduralist here because I hate proceduralism, but yeah. we don't need a motion here, right? This is just yeah, these applications and we we have to vote them up the right? I think it'd be good to have one at the end once you once you determine once you go through all five. So we should probably take something like an informal vote here and then at the end, we should do the motion. Did that work? I think that'd be good. Okay. Uh, well, let's say informally, yes or no. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Alter, yes. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye. 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 Any votes? Uh, any so, we have uh, next. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, uh, any uh, comments or discussion on the application from Dream City, formerly the Dream Center? of all the legacy agencies a little bit more better than I did, but I didn't. And I was surprised to find that, um, I thought that UAY actually would have um, been an agency to compare for um, city to, but it's not. Um, really, the kinds of services, the closest that we have, we only have one, and that's um, Big Brother, Big Sister. So. Um, I, I really support Dream City becoming a legacy agency. I've had some very similar things to say about the last application. I mean, we're right around nine or ten years uh, in existence. Uh, things that aren't uh, uh, considered really unique, but also work well with other agencies. And uh, legacy agency status is, I think, the best way to fund this organization. I, I don't think we'll be using other. HCDC um, um, funds in very many cases. So, um, 
essentially the same comment as that could. I don't know if it's in your block for me. I just I think there's got to be a point for me where a legacy is a legacy after at least a decade of showing continued, I guess, continued feasibility. So this is one of the ones that I'm not going to be a yes on, but it's only just because that's my that's my minimum requirement in my head for this. So. But they were founded in 2012. I mean, they're not quite. They can come back later this year and next year. I mean, they're at nine. So you're a hard you're 10 for that. I am 10, yeah. I, I actually think that um, um, Dream City, one of the big yeses for me is it uh, really helps uh, um, add a, a program that serves a large number of minorities. And, um, and I think that's important. Um, and again, the fact that the only agency providing similar services that we have is Big Brother Speaks um, Sisters. So um, I'm strongly supporting Dream, Dream City to become a, a legacy agency. Any other comments? Do we think the uh, initial vote here? Great. Uh, all in favor of the application, say aye. 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 Uh, uh, any opposed, say aye. Just me. So, uh, five to one. Okay. Our third application that, that I have listed here is from Houses in Hills. So, uh, what comments do we have on the Houses in the Hills application? The one question I had is actually more for staff: is um, are they are there um, other dollars? I, I know they they reduce waste in the city. Are there other dollars? I'm not saying I'm not going to support them. I'm not close to that because I, I support this agency too. Um, but I'm wondering if there are other dollars within the city and uh, because they do um, reduce waste and that reduce costs. Um, I'm just, that's my question. There's the sustainability funds, but those are usually in short supply. Yeah, we have, we have climate action funds. Um, I, I, Houses and homes may have taken advantage of that grant in the past before, I'm not sure, but it's kind of hard for us to speak on other, on other funding pools that we don't administer. Um, I, I guess I was looking at funds that we could grab to add to, um, you know, so, so this is their allocation and some of it comes from the agency's pot and some of it comes from, you know, sustainability, some sort of um, other fund where there's reducing landfill or like something landfill. like that. Huh? Like landfill. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it would be a how a community foundation, you know, if they're gonna fund ten thousand dollars, they might do five thousand from this donor fund and five thousand from this donor fund. And that's just my question is 
It seems to me that they do save the city a lot of money. And they reduce waste, which is really important, in addition to doing the services that they do. But um, I don't know, that's just a question that I have that maybe you guys can think about. Because we're not in the funding quite for a long time. And the council could look at that, right? The council could look at that in the budget. So, sure. I thought this was another unique service. Is there somebody from Houses and Homes here? Hi, Um so, um, uh, one of the questions that I had was if you track unmet need. So, um, great, great information in the application, by the way. The, the, um, in terms of your out, outcomes, you know, the kinds of uh, survey results that you have, I thought that was uh, um, really good information. I remember reading someplace and I tried to pull all my questions forward. <laughs> um, I just had a question about unmet need. Um, do you have, um, at, you know, let's say, I can't remember how many homes you furnished in this past year, but um, where there's a, do you have another column of those that you couldn't do because of lack of volunteers, lack of resources, something like that? Uh, the only times that we are weren't able to meet the need or when we couldn't reach somebody. Um, I don't think there's anybody referred to us that, that we didn't get to okay. in our, um, you know, as efficiently as we could. Okay. And then another question. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. I just add a point. So one thing we have, we have learned this year with dealing with the end of COVID and, and because we had enormous surges. Sure. And so we really had to sort of adapt quickly to what do you do when you have a steady flow, but no, now you have school coming back, you have, you know, when, when, was it, when households, we had to sort of come up with processes to, to do that quickly. And so we really pulled in new resources and figured out new ways to do it. So I think it's more of a time, timeliness issue that it is not certain. You know, it's just like you're eager to get people furnished and, and sleeping in the bed and sometimes having to wait, you know, more than our, you know, our deadline is within two weeks, making that longer is, you know, painful. Yes. And I would say there is also some amount of unmet need with um, agencies who have asked to become referral agencies that we haven't been able to uh, accommodate yet. So I think there is need out there, but as far as the referrals that we actually receive. And so the reason why you haven't been able to meet the needs of the agency so fast is what? Um, man hours, person hours, or what? It's, I think just, yes. Yeah. The amount of staff we have and the amount of time. Um, and then the process we want to go through with the agencies to make sure they understand our process and so you have like a stockpile of furniture somewhere now? Yeah. Uh, we have about a 10,000 square foot warehouse full of furniture. It's full of furniture now? Yes. I mean, not always full, but uh, it's, it's, right it's full today. It's, it's, full, it's full in a, um, in and out, tied, you know, tied sort of way. Donations come in, and we furnish homes, and it goes out. Um, it's not really a stockpile, it's a supply. I guess the other question that I had is, 
I hope I phrase this right. Um, do you have, um, how do you prioritize your, your, the families and what constitutes a family to you? Uh, so we actually serve households. Households. So there are, we have quite a few individual single people um, and uh, we used to have more of a priority. Um, our priority is always getting beds to people. So um, that changes a little, but um, since we were able to hire staff um, and hire volunteer coordinators to increase our volunteers, uh, we're able to kind of just go through the list and um, okay. the order that they were. And you know, we, we can do, depending on a lot of things, between six and like 12 um, deliveries in one day. So we're able to cycle through the list Uh, that answered my question. Yeah. That, that was it for my question. No, I, I found that I found that helpful too. I mean, when I when I was first looking at this application, there were two possible like reservations I had. One was around uh, possible funding sources of whether there would be an alternative uh, funding source for this agency. Though after listening to a little discussion, I, I see the case for legacy agency status in a way that I didn't. Uh, First, the other reservation was the organization founded in 2018, which is there was part of my my brain that said, you know, we, this is uh, a great application for four years from now or something like that. I, I wasn't quite at the 10 year mark on the uh, on the year requirement, though it was probably around the seven or eight year year mark, and so I had had that reservation, but still have that reservation, and then I'm still not sure what I had. I, I want to. I think uh, I think for me um, the concerns that I had about the prioritizing in households. You know, I wanted to make sure that a one-person household was, you know, when they came to the top of the list that they're served um, because I think that's important. But it is a high, I think it's a high priority in our community, um, and sometimes the first time the service has been. I mean, it just, just, they kind of picked up the old furniture project and reminded them. And, you know, I think they, for lack of, I'm just going to say, blew into it, <laughs> blew the kind of organization that it needed. And, I, you know, I, I actually think they're doing uh, really well. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm supporting this application, too. And I, I might add that the city supported the furniture project with $28,000 for a number of so there is some precedent in the service that, you know, that, that the city has supported us in the past, and it was a huge gap. And the furniture project just kind of, you know, fell apart because it was a model that didn't work really well. If you wanted to compare another organization, I mean, this is kind of like uh, there's food rescue and this is furniture rescue. It's 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 they're really similar kinds of things, and and. Um, Table to table, they have, I don't know, maybe about three times the number. I, I can't remember how many partner agencies they have that they deliver to. And no doubt that housing the homes will grow into that. But, but you know, um, can, can, can food pantries exist without an agency, you know, a rescue agency? Sure. But it's not as efficient. And um, 
uh, it's going to be more costly in the long run because, um, you know, they aren't that kind of, they're a clearinghouse for taking the donations and then storing them and then getting them out to folks. So I'm, I'm just not as concerned about, I know that was a big thing to me is new agencies have this, you know, um, you know, they can, it, the failure rate is higher with a newer organization. But I think this one kind of uh, is not the same for me. I, I, this was, I gotta tell you, this, the application itself was um, number one, although the three agencies so far have all, you know, been pretty easy. Yes. I love the idea of there being a sort of housing adjacent agency that, that does a, a, a easily overlooked component of yeah, that's where I kind of considered them and I looked at the kinds of services. I, you know, I kind of think that they're kind of a wraparound service in housing. It's, it's, it's a housing-related type of service. How many paid staff do you have? Paid staff? You yeah. have the equivalent of three full-time. So we have one full-time and then five part-time that uh, their hours add up to two. I just want to respectfully submit if 10 years was the mark that, to, that was the cutoff for a legacy agency, that would have been good to know before we completed the application. Yeah. Can you speak up a little bit? I said if 10 years was the marker, that yeah, you're not a legacy, then no that, that, that would This be, is my personal mark. Oh, that's just you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be yeah. something that, that seems like that should have been laid out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no hard marker in terms of years. There was a discussion at the last meeting where we were um, setting criteria. And some people expressed uh, four or five years. Some people expressed seven to ten years. But there's no hard hard marker as of as of yet. And, and, and we do have a strategic plan, and we do have um, a cash reserve. If something, if we do look, lose a grant or lose a funding source, we have you know we have something to go to. So I, I feel like. There's some stability there that we work into the overall um, organization. I would agree. I, I, I think the paper, they look really good. And I know the service too, so. And, and, I, and I will say from a personal standpoint, I mean, this is the one organization that I put the most of my own personal money in. Okay? I absolutely support 100% the work they do. Um, and my pocketbook has, has shown that. I mean, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I just I think there's got to be a point where we have to consider what a legacy agency is and who has put in the time. And it, it, yeah, and that's just where I come from on it. So, uh, do we have any other thoughts or comments? Uh, yeah, I would like to say, even though this application uh, existed on 2018, but they are doing an incredible job by the uniqueness of their job and the, the volume of the people who served. I have a question. Do you accept the application directly in your organization or only through referral agencies? It's through, it's through referral with agencies. So um, how do you get... Did everyone hear the question? No. I, I didn't. I think I did. the question again. Sorry. Do you accept the application directly from your agency or through all the referral? Yeah. So it is through an agency that if someone calls us directly, we refer them to someone who so it's typically Johnson County Social Services that will be a referring agency for someone who isn't currently involved with case management. So the Johnson County Social Services General Assistance sort of um, 
widened their eligibility requirements last year. And, uh, and so anybody who's called us has been, been able to go to them and get a referral. Uh, and we, we have a referral so that somebody who is working directly with a person can assess the need um, and then support them. Does that answer your question? Uh, and also we are, by the way, Mr. Nelson, we are we are referring agencies, so you know if you have somebody send them my way, I will Okay, let's uh, let's move to votes. So all in favor, say aye. 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 And uh, any votes, say aye. Aye. Uh, the next application that I have is uh, from Successful Living. It only meets the founding requirements, I believe, uh, 1998, I think is the uh, year. I believe I was a teenager. <laughs> I don't have any questions. I have a question. Okay. I have a question for So you get you have gotten home funds in the past, right? Yeah, yes, yes. And then do you incorporate a developer fee in that? In we have projects? No, we have it in the past. Because that's really the that's the administrative fee. Yeah, I know we can't, but we just wanted to keep our budgets. We just chose to not do. But that would be another way that wouldn't have to be come from this pot of money, it could come from the home funds. I right. I mean, it's same with housing trust fund, right? The housing trust fund that allow you to a developer fee. They, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty um, it's a pretty small amount comparatively, generally speaking. But you're right. There's yeah. some funds we drop on that. But it's more than. But with emergency, you got five thousand dollars. Emergency, you got five thousand dollars, right? Right. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I, I certainly don't have any reservations in terms of when the York was founded. Uh, the, the mission is, is great. I, I think the, the city priorities is great. Uh, I have a reservation. It would be the appropriateness of legacy agency status, specifically, as opposed to other sources of funding. That would be exactly. that would be where yeah. my, my reservation here would be. I, I have no doubt that there's always a need for funds. Um, I... Um, I believe that um, ECR should be um, supporting some of these um, services, housing for chronic mental illness. So um, I, I just don't, I don't think that this is the type of service that we want to add to agency um, legacy status. Um, I would encourage them to put their administrative fees allow for that, you know, during the other um, home application process. So I'm going to be a no on this one. Sorry, I'm going to be no too. I mean, I'm too. I know. Is it because of that administration fee that we didn't charge on other grants or is that? No, no but I think that's where we should be doing that. But 
I just, I just do not believe that this is the type of service that should become a, be a legacy agency. I think the funding should be coming from the PCR, to tell you the truth. Not health dollars is where it should be coming from. Um, you know, because we have another one coming up. Um, you know, we have a number of agencies that provide this type of um, service um, come forward. I just, I don't think that's what our legacy money should be used for. That's my opinion. Unfortunately. <laughs> We have used us. <laughs> it happened last year. We used us for PCR. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and with frequency, I would say, too. In fact, I think our agency utilizes PCR funds, or agency CARES Act funds, more than any other agency in the county, and maybe even the region, the PCR region. Uh, so, I mean, we have pursued everything we could as far as that goes. I, I believe you. I mean, I know. I, I went to all those regional meetings. I know about ECR, okay? It's. I, you may not be hitting the dollars, except in some special funding pots that exist. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't. I believe that's where the funding should come from, is, is, is in those regional dollars. Um, so I just, I, you know, I just think it's too much to add into this. Well, this is always a hard process when you're up against this kind of thing, because you're not support what you do. Right. It's just, there's other pots, I think. Uh, any other, any other thought? I mean, I, I, I generally, I agree. I, uh, I would say the legacy agency status is one of the best sources of funding. I wouldn't 
vote no for an organization solely because of uh, only being founded five years ago, but if there's anything else, any other kind of reservation, I would I would be inclined to vote no. I think I have another reservation here. recommend the first three agencies for legacy status? Yeah, so from my telling here, we, we have three agencies that, that we recommended, two we did not. Uh, two we recommended by vote five and one, one we recommended by vote six and nine. So uh, we can entertain the motion to approve three, we can entertain a motion to approve, so we can entertain a motion to approve just one, we're looking for unanimity. Can I get clarification still on, is this recommendation going to be approved immediately with a change to consequence of plan for them to be getting those funds in the next cycle, which is what, 2024? Yeah, that would affect what it would be, right? Right, this would, this would have us that, that's, that's what, that's what you guys are considering, that's what it's done. 
Right, these were applications for the uh, for the change in status starting with the 2024 cycle. Well, I'll make a motion to approve the applications from Center for Work and Justice, Dream City, and Houses and the Homes, and move them along to the next step. Second. And uh, we have a second from Becky. All in favor, say aye. 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 And any opposed, say aye. Aye. Um, that's it, right? So. I suppose uh, to editorialize, I mean, I would encourage the next commission, which we'll look at this again in a year or two, to consider Becky's proposal to, to write up something a little more settled. You know, that rubric is considered guidance. I have lots of questions, but I'm not going to ask them all tonight. <laughs> uh, well, our, the recommendation we just approved, I mean, I guess this, this raises the question should, should that, do we need to also vote on a recommendation to council then to? raise the funding for 2024 to offset the estimated 4% decrease that's that going to happen to all the existing agencies. I remember the result of that discussion was that we already uh, did encourage the commission to make that recommendation but the time set to come, right? It, it's, it's, uh, uh, there's no consideration of funding for that year anytime soon, right? Is that the, wasn't that the status of the they're still working on the FY23 budget. Yeah, the FY23 budget will go, will be approved probably like March, and then next year would be the FY24 budget. So this is probably something that in, in about a year, the, the recommendation will come to. Yeah, I would say less than a year. Okay. The scenario does exist where the, the, the council takes a recommendation to approve these three new as, as legacy agencies but does not approve an increase, which will result in what was estimated a minimum, what, 4% decrease in funds to all the existing agencies, age agencies. With, with the assumptions of that graph built in, so the same, I think the assumption was that the same number of agencies applied for funding again, and yada yada, right? Everything else held the same. Yeah. Well, we have time in a future meeting to talk about um, the levels of funding because I, I do not agree with the um, base 15,000. I, I, I don't agree with the, that the minimum should be 15,000. Um, I think there should be some instances where it should be lower. Um, you uh, go through the um, legacy agencies, there's some small organizations, because of that $15,000 base limit, they're getting 22, 23% of their fund, whole budget funding. And larger organizations are you know, getting a percentage or two. Um, so I think we should really evaluate that. Here's what my memory is about how that happened. And it happened following the state doing that big tax change, uh, tax rollback, right. city, the budget was strained, um, you know, with, with staffing and, and all sorts of things. And uh, having a minimum amount of 
funding going to each agency meant that that there were, you know, 50 agencies, there are 20 agencies getting $2,000 each, but there were five agencies getting 15000 But now, since the legacy agency kind of, you know, we, it's, those are the only agencies that can apply for this funding, there already is, we're not expanding the number of agencies that the city has to monitor. That was one of the reasons, this, you know, the city was concerned about how much monitoring the staff had to do um, for these um, grants, this, this funding that was handed out. And I just feel strongly that we need to look at, number one, I believe agencies should have fund balances. Some agencies don't have any, some don't have enough, some do have a strong fund balance, and then some have an excess fund balance. And I think we should take a look at that because I don't think our funds from agencies should be going to a, to, to an agency that, that doesn't necessarily need it. So um, I want to be putting our dollars to work in our community and the kinds of issues that we should be addressing. Housing, food, um, you know, some of the newer um, uh, service areas, the, the youth um, services and things like that. So I really want to have a discussion about that. Um, uh, lifting that uh, minimum funding level and, and just get it on a future agenda, you know, what looks, what makes sense, but I have really strong issues about that. Uh, let's move on to number six, review timeline for FY23 CDBG home and emerging age vacancies funding. Just the staff presentation. Yeah, I just wanted to give some brief cliff notes. You probably saw the press release go out for the FY23 fund, so pretty much everything we just did, we're starting over again. So the window for this will close the 25th, and then we'll send the applications out to you for review. We will do the staff cover sheets again to give you a summary, um, and then our February meeting will be a Q&A session. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was that we did push the March meeting back to the fourth Thursday of the month, so that's going to be March 24th. I'll send a reminder out closer to the time, but just a heads up that we're starting the process all over again. You guys are pros at this point. <laughs> Thanks for everybody who's the March meeting issue with your calendar. That's a outstanding calendar. Number seven, Iowa City Council meeting updates. How do I volunteer for one of them? I mean, I have watched them all, and I don't think there's anything. I, uh, because uh, I was thinking about that um, today. I was, I was going to go back in the um, agendas and look uh, to see if there's anything uh, that I needed to bring forward. Um, but honestly, I'm pretty good about remembering um, some of those um, things. So I don't think there was anything. But I did watch. I watched all the meetings. So. <laughs> uh, the only thing I specifically noted was, was just that Megan was made uh, was elected mayor pro tem. Uh, she's 
said a few nice things about HCDC. There, there, there was there's nothing that that we would really call out in terms of our uh, um, the issues that we're going to be looking at. We will, I think, have new commissioners soon. That we did not have a new commissioner appointed at the uh, previous meeting, so we still have two vacancies. And those, uh, the, the, I looked on the city website. I thought I saw the old um, date. Um, when are those applications due, do you know? They're both due February 8th now. So they just re-announced that last vacancy. So February 8th. So if we could you know, spread that information. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I think that would be helpful. Um, but I, I, I didn't have anything to update you on other than those, those things. Uh, number eight, staff updates. I have a question first. Why did we get bylaws in our packet? Uh, I only put that in there because we had to elect, yeah, a new vice chair, kind of out of step. So. Now, are those reviewed on a regular basis? Um, I feel like we have reviewed them several times, but I don't know that it's anything routine. I don't think we've had any changes since I've been around yeah, at least. We had some discussion of the bylaws last year because we had a we had a discussion on whether and how and whether we might be obligated to use Robert's rules. I right. The, the bylaws came up under under that discussion. We, we right. concluded, I think, that nothing required us to use use that. Right. But we didn't change anything. No, we didn't. There's been a lot of discussion at the city about um, virtual um, accessibility to meetings. Um, so. Have they determined that that's going to spread out to the commission meeting also, or we are okay with not allowing public comment on a virtual level? I mean, look, we have trouble getting our microphones not to stop ringing. So I, I was going to say, it seems like in this room, either we can have the microphones work or the projector, and not both. So I'm going to investigate that. We might have to move locations, but we'll see. I'm not sure about the virtual side of things. Well, at some point, um, I do have one um, recommendation I'd make to the bylaws, but whenever down the road we start to look at those, I know I'll remember it. So. Uh, we'll turn it to you for the staff update. Uh, I think we've inadvertently covered pretty much everything I was going to mention. February 17th is the next meeting. The two vacancies on HCDC, so definitely share that around. The applications are due February 8th, like we said. There are several people in the commission who have terms ending in June, so if anyone wants to reapply, you might check with the clerk's office and make sure you can get your application in in time. Um, that's all for me. All right. Shall we uh, entertain any motion to adjourn? No, yeah, I have <laughs> one other issue. Um, Kim, uh, I would like to talk about, I would like to have the um, uh, community needs assessment um, uh, put on our next agenda to discuss possibly uh, we could have the Agency Impact Council make a presentation if we wanted or at least have somebody here to answer some questions. But um, I, I do think a community needs assessment would help us um, identify service areas um, and where to, um, where to really put our money in the kinds of services with the agencies, legacy agencies, and that's what I'd like to see happen. Yeah, yeah, you want to make a question to do it? I, I do, sure. <laughs> <laughs>